Hi, I'm Christina Rudenbeck, and I'm here with my friend Sally Kirkman. And we are going to talk about the astrology of the month ahead. That is from the equinox on the 20th of March to the 21st of April, is it? 20th of April. 20th of April, mm -hmm. uh, which is, of course, the, in the, the astrological first month of the year. It's Aries month. Hooray, hooray. Uh, here in the Northern Hemisphere, it is the beginning of spring. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, how how was um, how are you, Sally? I, I, maybe we should just, in advance of anything more, we're doing this in the middle of the Mercury retrograde in Pisces. Mm -hmm. So aside from having fits of the giggles, which we've already squished, we're looking very serious now. Um, we may end up with kind of a meandering podcast, we feel. Mm, yeah, this is, it's been, it's meandering. Um, and that's kind of what things have been like for me. I've been, um, it's been lovely. It's not been, I haven't not enjoyed it, but I felt quite disoriented mm. and not particularly focused um, this past month. And I keep getting pulled off schedule by things that are happening that I wasn't expecting. Um, I've had issues with my car, I've had issues with my website, I've had issues with my phone. So there's been a lot of typical Mercury retrograde stuff happening. Um, and a lot of kind of meandering and going with the flow, really, or trying to. Um, so yeah, and how about you? Well, I, I have been enjoying it, of course. I'm spending mm. more time lying on my back with my cat sitting on me which is always one of my favourite pastimes, and mm -hmm. staring gently into space, which mm -hmm. is another favourite pastime. Um, I did, yesterday, I had a knock at my front door, and I had a very pretty policeman at the front door. Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't appreciate me saying that. A very sort of a macho policeman knocking at my front door. And he said that he was looking for a lost homeless person in my neighbourhood. And I thought that was very Mercury retrograde in Pisces, <laughs> the poor lost homeless person. But he was like a little avatar of Mercury himself, mm. this policeman. Interesting. And I have to say, I will tell you my favourite um, story from uh, about the Mercury retrograde in Pisces. Mm. Um, a friend of mine had dropped her phone. It got dropped into the, uh, into the water in the Everglades, still in its waterproof case. So somewhere there's lots of little fishes probably swimming around hearing this phone sort of going off, but no one knows where it is. Maybe they're making phone calls to China or something, you know. Which I just thought was lovely for Mercury Retrograde and Pisces mm. in its waterproof case. So, some nice stories there. Yeah. Um, what were we going to talk about? Oh, but it's Aries Month. We want to talk Pisces is sort of muscling in on Aries Month this year, but let's talk about Aries. Yes, because the equinox is the time when the sun moves into Aries, first sign of the zodiac, um, which means, and that's what Aries is about, really, isn't it? Numero uno. Wants to be first, wants to be leader of the pack, wants to be at the front, wants to get things moving. I have an Aries ascendant, so I am aware of this tendency of Aries. And, and I like things to happen fast. It's all about speed and getting things done quickly and being direct. Aries is a very impatient sign. Mm. And it's good, because it gets you, if you've got a bit of Aries in your chart, it's probably the bit that gets you off your taunt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we were just talking about Lady Gaga briefly, weren't we? Mm. Yes, we were. 
her well her speech at the Oscars was a real airy speech about the fact that um, many years ago a boyfriend had said to her that she wouldn't get anywhere and she was like right I'm gonna prove you wrong I'm gonna keep going I'm gonna work hard I'm gonna achieve my goals so it was a very Aries mm. son Aries speech actually um, oh, the best of Aries that the, is the best of Aries she did actually stare adoringly at Bradley Cooper throughout the song they were singing and that was also quite Aries actually that passion and <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes her such and a good singer. Mm. You know, she's got, she can deliver the passion, man. Yeah. Um, so what about the month ahead? Well, it's an interesting month, isn't it? Because normally when the sun moves into Aries, it's time to, well, it's a theme of renewal and rebirth. And it's the time to sow your seeds, set your intentions, get things moving. Um, that is true, I think, with the sun in Aries. But there's just so much else going on behind the scenes that doesn't back up this Aries theme at all. There, uh, on the day that it, the sun goes into Aries, Mars makes a nice trine to Pluto. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty positive, isn't it? Mm. Um, and who do we like that for, uh, Mars-Pluto? Well, you know, I like it for all the Earth signs. Mm. Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. Yeah, yeah, that is really, it is about, but for them it is maybe about planting something. Yes. You, know, you don't want to be uh, going full steam ahead because obviously Mercury is still retrograde. Mm. Uh, so you can be making plans, which should be coming to something, but mm. I wouldn't actually push into something until you're into April. Mm. Yeah, for me, it kind of feels like you can keep making these steps, taking a step forward mm. um, a time after time during this coming month because there are some key dates moving forwards that are going to be interesting. Mm. Um, yes, and also be prepared to change your mind. Yes, because that that whole vibe mm. is still going on, isn't it? And I think one of the things we need to do is be adaptable, flexible, open to change. And that's across the board, actually. That's quite important for everyone. Don't you think it's interesting that Mercury not only is retrograde, but is basically making conjunction to Neptune? Mm-hmm. For ten whole days, yes, really interesting because Neptune is Pisces, yeah, planet, and Mercury's in Pisces. So that's things getting magnified out of all proportion. I would think. Yeah, um, I also think that uh, it's fantastic if you're like an artist or a poet or you're a dreamer, you know, uh, especially for the Pisces. But it's slightly hysterical, I think. Giddy. Giddy, exactly. Giddy, hysterical, gossipy. I would be very dubious about some of the things that you read in the paper during that time, mm. even now, actually. Mm. Mm. Um, it's a real kind of whirling dervish. Yeah. It makes me think of a whirling dervish, that kind of going round, sort of into ecstasy almost, but with nothing kind of pulling it back. Yeah, whirlpool, whirling dervish. I agree. Um, we should just point out the dates of that, because Mercury... Retrograde Mercury is conjunct Neptune on the 24th of March. Mercury then turns direct on the 28th of March, but stays very close to Neptune, and they meet again when Mercury is direct on the 2nd of April, so it's that period. Mm -hmm. And then just even after that, I wouldn't... You know, Mercury goes into Aries on the 17th of April, and it only just comes out of its shadow before then, so it's a real... um, It's still confusing, isn't it? 
Mm-hmm. It is still confusing, I think. Uh, but a time, time possibly for kind of spiritual renewal, I would suggest for some people, or revelation. Um, especially, again, especially for Pisces, or actually even possibly Aries, because it's happening in the, that 12th house. Um, I think for Aries, you just need to go on a retreat. Yeah, I agree. Which is uh, strangely what you're doing, isn't it? <laughs> I am actually over the equinox. I'm away for a few days on a retreat. Yeah. All happening in the 12th house. I think it's perfect time to yeah. to rest and go inner. Yeah. It's turning, turning inwards. Uh, which can be, you know, then very rich and fertile for insight. Mm. You know, tapping into your creative spiritual source as well. Um, I still, you know, even though things are confused... You know, Mercury is turning direct on the 28th of March. So I would still expect um, hidden things to come to yeah. light on that date. I would still expect um, information to, you know, to, to be at your fingertips when Mercury turns direct. So don't dismiss it altogether by any means. And, you know, once Mercury is direct, then it is a really good time to have those key conversations. And I'm thinking in a way particular... Virgo, because it's in your relationship sector, and this does feel like a really powerful time for love and relationships for Virgo. On the one hand, I mean, it could be other partnerships too, Um, but you know, this could be a time to really immerse yourself in in a key relationship and and ask those, start to ask those pertinent questions, start to seek and find things out as well when Mercury turns direct. Yeah, interestingly enough, I think for Capricorns. That uh, although this the idea that news comes to the surface, you know, or that you may get more information, or that you've been digging around for hidden information, secrets have, are coming out, you know, things that people have wanted to keep secret um, may be revealed during this Mercury retrograde. And I actually think it's even not just when it goes direct, but already stuff is coming out. I found um, speaking, of, we didn't really talk about this in the retrodiction bit, but uh, I thought Michael Cohen's testimony in Congress is really interesting in terms of his that was when Mercury was in the shadow of this retrograde and it was very Piscean in that he was confessing you know whether it was just to sort of get off or whatever it doesn't matter it was Mm. his approach was this kind of mea culpa Mm. thing that is the Mercury in uh Mercury in Pisces Mm. I'm guilty you know Mm -hmm. sacrifice me Mm. Okay, well, we don't need to go quite that far. Okay. <laughs> um, but I'm just thinking, therefore, it could be a really, you know, the Mercury turning direct in Pisces could be, um, you know, it may, might be a time to say you're sorry. Yes. Or have someone do the same to you. I agree. You it's know? about forgiveness. Yeah, it is about forgiveness. And, you know, for Pisces, it's about forgiving yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. for Virgo, I mean, we could just be quite specific about that. For Virgo, it's about forgiving your partner yeah. for their transgressions and there's also a moment in here for a certain you know, Gemini Sagittarius for forgiving your parents. Forgiving your parents, absolutely. Um, okay, and Gemini, I think also it might be around work, vocation, and Sagittarius also home and family. Yeah. Because those are the areas of your horoscope um, that are under the cosmic spotlight during this time. Mm. Um I mean, also interestingly, Venus moves into Pisces on the 26th, so just before Mercury 
turns direct and Venus remains there throughout the rest of this month as well mm -hmm. and that to me I think is rather lovely after all this mm -hmm. you know confusion misunderstanding again Venus coming into Pisces sort of heals it heals the relationships or it heals those things that you know where things have been pulling apart or breaking away it's about forgiveness again it is about forgiveness again I um, think I you know I I think that uh, Gemini's in particular should, you know, greet that Venus in Pisces with open arms. You know, this is going to be very nice for your career. And it may, if things have been kind of going wrong or something has been strange with your kind of how you're perceived with your public image, even if you're like a schoolgirl and how the rest of the, how everybody else sees you in the playground has gone a bit wrong mm -hmm. under the Mercury retrograde. Mm. This is your chance to recapture your popularity, frankly. Mm. And I like it too for, for Scorpio. And I'm thinking in particular, um, this could be around children. Yeah. Grandchildren. If it's been a time of misunderstandings with these relationships in your life, then here comes Venus mm -hmm. to try and bring some sweetness and light and gentleness and kindness to the picture. Yeah, sugar. Sugar. Hand out sweets to your grandchildren oh. and your children. Um, yeah, okay, where are we? What happened? God, this is such a complicated month. It's like, whoa! It is complicated. There's a lot going on. Um, should we take a look at these full moons? I was going to say, we haven't even got to the moons. We've got two full moons in we Libra. Have, we have two full moons this month. We're not dealing with just one full moon. We're dealing with two, both in Libra, the sign of relating. The first one takes place the day after the equinox on the 21st of March at zero degrees Libra. And then the second one takes place on 19th of April at 29 degrees Libra. So two powerful full moons, one at the beginning um, of the sign, one at the end. Yeah. First one's really nice. I mean, it's got Venus is making a sextile to Jupiter on that day from, you know, Aquarius to Sagittarius. Okay. I'm just going to throw in a little caveat to that mm. in that on the same day venus is also square to mars i was just skipping a little <laughs> okay i was just looking on the bright side <laughs> well <laughs> there's both isn't there there's both <laughs> in typical libra fashion we're weighing yeah. up the scales here but i this this feels i mean the particularly that full moon it does feel like a time when relationships could come to a head oh definitely um you know, and, and the the full moon illuminates, it sheds light, it can often bring clarity, and it's a really good time, I think, to trust your intuition. Um, so I think this full moon, the first one, could go either way, but it will certainly heighten um, your relationships in a way, it makes things more intense. I would say, you know, embrace optimism and hope. Yes, you know, Jupiter. Jupiter is going, you know, doing a little tap dance still over there in Sagittarius, the it's interesting that the sun is making conjunction to Chiron on that day though yeah. in Aries yeah in Aries so quite an important thing for Aries actually um, you may you know it, it can for especially if you're born around that equinox I I think it may be highlighting your vulnerabilities mm -hmm. that full moon and there are there's you know you, there are ways to heal that. Perhaps. Mm. Mm. One of which may be freedom. Yeah. I mean, that might be the Jupiter symbolism. It might be moving away from mm. 
someone or a situation that's not that good for you. Yeah. I mean, that might be what is, you know, the, the light shining down upon. Really important for Libra as well, isn't yeah. it? This um, both full moons actually. Yeah, you're, Libra, you're in a full moon sandwich. Mm. You know, because you, you've got one. The first one on the 21st of March is at zero, and the second one on whatever date that is at the end of the month, 19th of April, is at 29 degrees. You know, mm. so you you're you've got these this double full moon situation. So I would say, first of all, that means emotions. Your emotions are going to be very, you're going to, might feel quite vulnerable. Uh, your emotions are going to be quite high. Mm. You know, it raises the, the emotional temperature for the whole month mm. for Librans. Oh, Mrs. May is a, is a Libra. Mrs. She? May is a Libra, that's correct. Um, and she's in the middle of a model. At yeah. the moment, well, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Muddle is in the middle of the May, <laughs> and of course Brexit takes place or the doesn't key date or doesn't the day after Mercury turns direct. So everything is trying to be sorted out in this muddle and mayhem of a Mercury retrograde month. I mean, really? Yeah. Why is your astrologer, Mrs. May? <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't listen to an astrologer, I'm sure. Um, that's part of her problem. Mm. Um, so Sally. Do you think it's going to happen on the 29th of March? No, I don't. No, I don't either. Just, no. Um, very, we, we don't think it's going to happen on the 29th of March. We think, you know, you need to look later in the year. Yeah. Uh, probably July. Or maybe, you know, maybe later still. But the, mm. there is, it does slightly look like there may be some kind of... Uh, I don't know what do you not exactly ultimatum, but like the EU may say something. On yeah, the I think of March. we were just having a look at the astrology, and it looks like the power lies elsewhere. Yeah, that's that, and there could be ultimatum is the the word mm. that we came up with. It looks like an ultimatum mm. might be handed. We don't have the power. No, we don't have the power, and you know these two full moons in Libra. It's going to be a very interesting month for Mrs May, and whether yeah. she's still in power by the second full moon will be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah, I would, um, I, you know, very. It could be quite stressful for Librans. Yeah, I and I, would, I was just about to say, choose, you know, choose your enemies carefully if you're a Libra. I mean, really, yeah. be careful who you go into battle with at the moment. Yeah. Um, and in fact, perhaps don't. <laughs> yeah, I just avoid it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, go. I think it's quite helpful for Librans when. Uh, on the 31st of March, Mars goes into Gemini. Mm -hmm. That becomes supportive and helpful. Mm. Um, that Mars and Gemini is it, actually speaking, Mars and Gemini, that's important for the Geminis to keep in mind that you're going to get this big boost of energy for the whole of April. And also for Sagittarians, that you're, again, for Sagittarians, you know, who, who are you battling against? Um, they may be coming out of the closet. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I do love that Mars in Gemini, certainly for Gemini, because it's been such a confusing time, I think, with your planet um, yeah, retrograde. And also for Virgo, that Mars in Gemini could also be a good boost, and that's for your career sector, for so for career and work again. Because often when Mercury's retrograde, um, it's the planet that rules Gemini, Virgo, so quite often this is this is a tricky time for mm. you. Especially in Pisces, because it's, you know, Pisces is just so floaty and non-verbal. 
um, it doesn't allow you to kind of get your logical brain around things. Um, I think Cancerians may have been benefiting from this. It's possible. You know, the, the uh, Mercury retrograde in Pisces and Neptune in Pisces and Venus in Pisces. All that's pretty nice for Cancerians and it should uh, help you get your head out of the mud somewhat, I would mm -hmm. think. Um, you know, sometimes Cancerians can become very navel-gazing mm -hmm. and it's useful for you sometimes to reconnect with your sort of wider spirituality and I think that you may be getting that from this, the general atmosphere, especially this last week of March last 10 days in March. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's actually, uh, I think for Cancerans, it's, you know, the more you set out in the world, um, mm. the more you kind of expand your horizons, the better during this whole period. I mean, Pisces mm. rules travel, it rules study, mm. it rules philosophy, spirituality in your horoscope. So if, you know, if you're finding your personal life tricky, yeah. Then get out in the world, go on holiday, see things from a different perspective, um, you know, and, and just look at what else is out there beyond the nitty gritty of personal relationships. Mm. Um, so what else? There's a couple of other big things to talk about, I think. Um, and we have, a, of course, we haven't spoken about the new moon yet. There is mm. a new moon in Aries taking place on the 5th of April. So, I mean, you know, for Aries, this is this is the time, I think. You've got the sun moves into Aries on the equinox, but the 5th of April, your new moon, is a great time to start setting intentions, great time to, to really be thinking about what next. And the, the energy in your star sign starts to pick up then. So it's about your personal aims and goals. It's about your image, your profile, whoever people see you. Um, so I think there'll be a real shift in energy for Aries during that new moon. Especially this year, you know, because it's such a muddle around the equinox, you know, and you may think, oh gosh, you know, the sun's going into Aries, you know, I should be feeling so much more buoyant and bouncy. And it may not quite feel like that mm. until that new moon. And that new moon is the time until af after that new moon, really. Mm. Not at the new moon, new moon, but the week, you know, coming out of that new moon, the energy will shift. Mm. Um, the other thing, have we just, have we discussed this, the Jupiter, which I think is really interesting is mm. that the stillness of mm. Jupiter, mm. um, which is just at, at one at 24 degrees for most of the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause it's turning retrograde and it turns retrograde, um, on the 10th of April. Um, and at, before then it's actually kind of at a standstill. Um, uh, so We've been, you know, for most of this year, and not most of it, all of this year, for 2019, Jupiter's been going super fast through a fire, the fiery sign of Sagittarius. Mm. So, you know, this has actually made everything go at full tilt, including all the other planets that have also been going forwards until this Mercury retrograde. Um, so it's all been kind of exhausting, you know, and actually I think the stillness of Jupiter is quite useful because it's making everything come to a a halt for a while not everything mm -hmm. but Sagittarians for instance may feel just that you can put stuff down now it's like mm. you've been carrying the suitcase and running and now you can put the suitcase down and sit on it for a while and have a little think 
Mm. Um, I also think that it's quite, a, you know, the other fire signs like Leo should benefit from this. Mm. Um, you know, we have a tendency, and it's a mistaken tendency, to assume that a retrograde is a bad thing. Um, and actually, au contraire, a retrograde is a necessary thing. Mm. Because you can't be going forward all the time and pushing forward. And, and um, even if you have Aries rising, exactly. Mm -hmm. So you think, yes, you can. You can go forward. <laughs> um, but for, you know, Leo uh, is probably, hopefully, Leos have had a better year because your eclipse cycle has sort of finished. Mm. Um, and you may be able to just pause for a while. Mm. Um yeah, I think these the slower moving planets, their retrograde phases are very different, aren't they? Because um, you don't feel them in the same way as you do with the inner planets. Um, and I think it, it, it does turn your attention inwards and it reminds you, it does remind you just to stop and think. And, mm. you know, are you heading in the right direction? Mm. You know, or do you need to kind of reorient your compass a little? Um, I mean, there is some nice fire sign energy that, because Jupiter... I mean, it switches direction on the 10th of April, and I often think you feel it more, it's more intense on the turning points. Yeah. You get the energy a bit more intensely. So there's the new moon Aries, Jupiter turning round in Sagittarius on the 10th of April, and then the sun trying Jupiter on the 14th of April. Mm -hmm. So that benefits all three fire signs, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. It's about playfulness. Mm -hmm. It's about joy. It's doing more of what you love as well. Um, and it's about positivity mm. and attitude as well, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah. When it go, when they sort of turn and sit still, the planets like that. It's like you know, they can leave a kind of burn mark in a good way, you know, because they're staying on one spot and pivoting. Um, so you get that intensity, and the intensity can be quite, you know, quite cool, quite useful. Um, for Leo's, this is, is also to do possibly with your uh, relationship with your children. You know, you may have felt that they've been, you know, running off and and uh, growing too fast. Mm -hmm. You know that moment. And this mm -hmm. is see this metaphorically because you know, whatever it is, whatever you're making, if it's not children, it's something. It's going too fast. It's gone. It's ballooned really quickly, and now you have a chance just to sit with it for a while, mm -hmm. for your children to. You know, stop having those growth spurts and turning from teenagers into beautiful young adults. Um, uh, uh, and saying, what, what about for Aries? I'm just looking at how that, well, yes, this is about you know, travel and expanding your horizons, isn't it? Yeah, and I think this could be, you know, I, this feels like a bit of a spiritual renewal, I think, for Aries. Um actually because you know there's all been all this 12th house pisces stuff is all 12th house which i often associate with spirituality and retreat mm -hmm. um and then yeah it's about your faith it's your beliefs as well i think a lot of questioning around what you believe in and that will chop and change for a while this month have we talked about aquarius what's happening for aquarius no we haven't um, because there's a couple of things i just want to point out for Aquarius, which I think are quite interesting and, and possibly kind of more subtle uh, in that there's Mars goes into Gemini on the 31st of March, which is a, you know, it's your fellow air sign. Um, and this is actually very nice for you because it puts Mars for the whole of April into your house of fun, 
Yeah. So what the planet Mars wants you to do is go out and have some fun. Okay, Aquarius, put your running shoes on and have, you know, put some effort. It's quite sporty. Put some effort into your leisure and pleasure. Um, and the other thing that's happening is that I don't know, we should have mentioned this really with the full moons, but both those full moons in Libra are making very nice aspects for Aquarians. Um, so it could be, it's actually quite an interesting month to uh, take off and travel somewhere, you know, and go when the full moon, uh, first full moon and come back on the second moon full moon yeah and what's interesting about that second full moon is that the sun is conjunct uranus actually exactly. the, um not in the uh, same sign the sun is in aries and uranus has just moved into taurus so that's quite rootless too actually for mm. for aquarius because uranus is currently in your home and family sector and uranus is not a stable no. uh, planet by any means so actually i think that confirms that this would be a a really good month to sort of shift direction shift your perspective as well yeah and even i can sort of again thinking metaphorically i can see the aquarian traveling somewhere and finding the place they like mm -hmm. in this period mm -hmm. you know if you're moving house or if you're looking for somewhere to settle your mind or finding or if you're looking for a new subject to study mm -hmm. you know it'd be a month to explore that yeah so really interesting month coming up yeah it's, it's very really i have really have, have, have we confused you because we've really tried to confuse you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but it is, there's a lot, a lot going on. I mean, a couple of things I think we want to just leave you with. One is that Jupiter is staying still. And the other one is that combination of Mercury and Neptune together for an unusually long time is quite, those are, those are still points in a way mm. in the middle of this month. That um, and they both actually affect Pisces a lot. Mm. Thinking about it, you know, mm. because those are the two planets of Pisces: Jupiter and Neptune. That it's a moment of of stillness before you move ahead again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and contemplation. You know, who are you? What is your identity? It is finding the stillness. It's almost for me. It's like finding the stillness in the in the. I don't want to say the storm, but almost in the movement, because there's a lot of mutability. There are a lot of the mutable signs are very busy. In a whirlpool. Like in a vortex, whirlpool. isn't it? Yeah. The very um, middle point of a vortex. Because yeah. there's stuff whirling around. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, you have to let go of things in this kind of, um, uh, you know, with this kind of astrology. There are things that you can't control. You have to let go. Yeah. But you can keep that centered part of yourself still. Yeah, we have a question, don't we? We do, because we yes, we've had a question. If you want to write in with questions, we're going to try and take a question each podcast and enter, um, answer it at the end. Yeah, so please send us a question. So we have one for next time. But someone has already sent us a question. What is it? They have the, the question is in brief. It was quite a long question, but bringing it to its uh, point: What is it when you go through a period in your life of many frequent and daily synchronicities? Is it possible there are indicators for this astrologically? Yes. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> yes, it is possible. Now, uh, yeah, of course, there are. We're in a period of synchronicity right now. Yeah. Okay. Why heightened sensitivity? <laughs> yeah. Uh, why because of this Mercury retrograde? Because of the conjunction of Mercury and Neptune. So, what you're looking for with synchronicities, I think it's a Neptunian thing. 
don't you? I agree. I agree. And I, for me, that's because it taps you into something which is that instinctual. It's yeah. instinctual with Neptune. And images and the symbolism all around Neptune as well. Mm-hmm. So when Neptune is particularly strong, or when Neptune is making a transit to one of your personal planets, for example, by trine or square, anything really, you will go through a period of synchronicities. Mm. And the thing is to accept it and understand that you are being put in the flow mm. of, you know, in the flow with capital F. Mm. And it's it's very, very lucky. You don't have to particularly necessarily assume that you need to uh, interpret your synchronicities, but just to know that you're in the flow and you're having them. Yeah, and use them sometimes. I mean, yeah. sometimes they can be real signposts, can't mm-hmm. they? If things keep popping up, the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, what's that telling you? Is there something there, a message for you? Is there something that's guiding you? Mm. I, I think the water signs in particular, Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, mm. I think they all manage to tap into this. Yeah, we go on realm. flow of synchronicities. Be- yeah, it's about being in flow, the water signs. They're mm. non-verbal. So, um Sixth sense, isn't it? It's whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Getting in flow with that. So what are we saying then? Twelfth house, Neptune transits. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a Mercury retrograde, actually, especially these ones this year that are going to be in water. Yeah. Um, uh, a Cancer, you know, anything Cancerian, is, it's a very, a sign that's very attuned to the um, what's underneath, to synchronicities, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, as you said, Scorpio as well. Mm. So I think there are also just certain months of the year, just in as, as a general point when the sun is in those particular signs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because you can be, you know, usually when the sun is in those signs, then, you know, Mercury or Venus may well be in there too. So yeah. um, there's usually a kind of weight of power that gets into that sign. Um, so... Uh, and I would make another general point about that is that currently Neptune is in Pisces and has been for this decade. Um, so Pisceans or people with a lot of Pisces in their charts should be feeling in the flow. And they should be going on some kind of spiritual path or yeah. personal development or really tapping into that. It's a great time to do so if you haven't already. Yeah. On that note... On that note, la di da. Thank you for coming with us on this flow of <laughs> astrology, which has gone round the houses, but hopefully brought some insights your way. Um, and we look forward to speaking with you again next month. Yeah. See you later. Take care. Bye. <laughs>